Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 22 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This podcast was recorded on the 7th of April 2019 during the AGM in Aberdeen. We're your fortnightly source for all the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. The show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. Now, since this is a bonus episode, let's not mess around. Let's just get straight on with my chat with James Watt, which I recorded yesterday. But first, let's play some theme music. You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Vicky. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the Brew Dog News Podcast. Brew Dog News Podcast. James Watt, Martin Dickey. Diabolical, absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Bruno. podcast is what is the FAL Melbourne again. Uh, James, uh, thank you very much for taking a few minutes to be with us. Um, I am really pleased to say that last night I went back to my local, the world-famous Newton Arms in Newton Hill, and some folk who've never been to the uh, AGM before came along, and they said that that was the funniest presentation that they've ever seen in their lives, and that they are definitely coming back next year for the same. So, um, yeah, I suppose first thing to say is congratulations, you made some people laugh. I think all you need to do to make people laugh is read out some very mean things that people say about you on Twitter. <laughs> they make us laugh all the time too. Let's start off. We're going to run through the quick, the big six announcements as far as I'm concerned. But uh, firstly, let's just talk briefly. The numbers have been fantastic for the last year. Um, any thoughts, anything that jumps out to you as being you know, a particular highlight? Yeah, I mean, I think the overall growth has been super strong. I think a few highlights within that are US business. It was, a, it was a huge gamble to build what we've built in Columbus, Ohio. We had a great year. We've started strong this year as well. And that foundation is kind of built on our success in Ohio. So we focused on Columbus, we focused on Ohio and looked to build out from there. So the US team have done fantastic. And then just the buyer division as well under David McDowell had an amazing 12, 12 months, a lots of new sites, but I think some kind of game changing sites for us. So if you look at Tower Hill, if you've got Franklin Town, uh, bigger sites, but more impactful with amazing customer experiences. And we've got a few more of those kind of show stopping sites like Dublin and the plans for this year too. Awesome, and still sitting in the Fast Track 100, which is, uh, I mean, for a, what, 11, 10, 11 year old business is amazing. Yes, I mean, nobody's ever been in it more than five years. So we've broke the record with six years. We've broke the record with seven years. I'm pretty sure we're going to be in it eight years. So to to, to, to do that, I think it's tribute to the hard work that our, our team have done and kind of helping us keep the momentum and helping us continue to build this business. Probably then the first and biggest announcement. We'll get to Stone Berlin in a second. But yeah, um, yesterday, EFP6 announced, I think it's the public launch tomorrow. Um, tell us about the rationale behind that and um, tell us also about the uh, little little bonus giveaway that's going on top of that. So we first launched Equity Punks in 2009 when we were this tiny business and it's been key to everything we've done. So this alternate business model that shortens the distance between ourselves and the people who enjoy the beers that we make is just so key to our philosophy and we want to keep that at the core of our business going forward. And if we look at things that differentiates us from some of our big competitors, it's that sense of community. And we want to use Equity Punk 6 to help us build more community in the UK, but community in France, in Italy, in Germany in Spain to kind of get the feel that we've got today in these kind of key markets for us and use that model to help us continue expanding our business and making more people's passionate about fantastic beer as we are. So we love having Equity Punks on this journey with us and we want to continue with that. 
I mentioned there before, there's a, a wee giveaway that you're doing. There's a little bit of a bonus to buying shares this time that's not just the usual perks and benefits, so go for it. Yeah, so this is, this is an actual thing that we're actually doing. So we always do something a little bit audacious, a little bit ostentatious sometimes, a little bit grandiloquent to launch equity punks. We've kind of driven a tank through the streets of London. We've thrown stuffed cats out of helicopters in, in London and New York as well. But this time, I think we've gone one better with Dog Millionaire. So everyone who invests will go into our draw. It'll be drawn live on stage at next year's AGM to get the chance to win one million pounds of Dog here. So it's something that's never been done before, but hopefully it's going to raise a lot of awareness of this new type of business model, one that kind of puts the consumer in control, one that shortens a gap between companies who make things and the people who enjoy those things so it's just to kind of shock people into thinking about alternate finance differently and put an amazing reward in place for some of the people who support us. Uh, the, the giveaway you mentioned there, we did get a question from uh, a listener. Is it is it one entry per person or is it one entry per share? It's neither. It's one entry per investment. Got it. Right. So, um, Go ahead, people, make your investments. You might be sat at the AFP at the AGM next year. With a giant check. <laughs> right, next up, we did mention there that uh, EFPs in Germany might be quite interested in the next announcement. You surprised us all. There wasn't even a hint of this before uh, the weekend. You have uh, purchased a small, uh, a small place out in Germany, is that right? Yeah, but I mean, before I speak about it, what what do you what do you think about what we've done in Germany? What's your view? Uh, for me, um, personally, uh, it's the most exciting uh, thing that BrewDog have probably announced in the last couple of years. Purchasing that brewery, not only is it an amazing looking location, and I, I use that word uh, far too much, but in this case, wow, it is amazing. Uh, and the fact that BrewDog used to really look up to Stone Brewing uh, as, as like someone who was doing things amazingly well, and now they're going to be brewing Stone beers under license for them, which is quite a thing. So, um, yeah, I'm rabbiting on. I think the listeners don't quite probably know exactly what I'm on about. So, yeah, um, you, you bought a brewery then? I mean, for us, this one is absolutely huge it's got the potential to be completely game-changing for our business it's in the heart of berlin it's this beautiful gorgeous facility it's just two two and a half years old it's in this gasworks building that dates back to 1901 amazing beautiful beer gardens fantastic tap room outstanding brand new state-of-the-art german equipment canning line bottling line we officially get the keys on first of may we're going to close it for a little bit put our spin in the space make it a bit more experiential put in place a beer museum maybe a dog park, some games, just a little bit of the kind of do-dog anarchy and chaos, but for us to have the opportunity to make beer in Germany, and I mean, we'll have something similar to what we've built in Columbus, but Columbus took us two and a half years to build from start to finish. We've done this deal in two weeks. Germany's a key export market, but to have a hub for our European community, a focal point for our kind of movement in, in Berlin and Germany, and, and beyond in just this amazing facility. We were so excited to get the deal done. We actually did it from start to finish in two weeks. Um, Neil Simpson, our business development director, lived in Germany for, for two weeks and we wanted to share it with everyone at the AGM, but as a business, we're so excited about it. We've got an amazing history of working with Stone. We first collaborated with them in 2008. We're going to continue working with Stone. It didn't quite work out for Stone. We're going to make some changes, but I think it's maybe even more exciting than the most exciting thing we've done the last few years. It's maybe the most exciting thing we've ever done because there's no, it's not going to take two years to build. This is ready to go. We will be open, fully operational, fully firing in summer, and we can't wait to show our equity punks and fans what we've now built and got in Berlin. 
obviously with this podcast, it's uh, an awful lot of shareholders, mainly shareholders who listen to it. So from a business point of view, uh, I think the the insulation from any effects of Brexit here, just to get serious for a moment, is a really big deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely, definitely part of our thinking. So who knows what's going to happen? There's so much uncertainty. I think no deal's not off the table, but there's just ongoing uncertainty. For it. So for us, so much of the beer we make in Ellen goes into European markets, be it France, Germany, Italy, Spain, Holland, Belgium. So Europe is so key to our business. So that uncertainty was almost kind of tripling in terms of expansion investment. So the plan is to use Berlin only to supply the German market, perhaps Austria and Switzerland, but to have an option to make beer in the continent should we need to use it given the political uncertainty i think it's just a very smart hedge for our business in the current climate politically that we have right next up on the list james we have british airways you um you you brewed a beer on an airplane which is a first for some bizarre reason they gave us a 787 dreamliner for an entire weekend so we made the first batch of beer that's ever been made at altitude we made it 40,000 feet we made it going 520 miles an hour we actually made beer so no one's ever made beer in that way before and it was the first batch of the beer that's going to end up in the British Airways flights which is Speedbird 100 from May and June it's going to be an all short haul and long haul flights and we're really excited about the partnership with British Airways they're also going to show our TV show as part of the in-flight entertainment as well yeah, cool. Good point to uh, plug Drink TV because I think that was an episode for the show. And uh, should probably mention where the name Speedbird 100 comes from. Yeah, it was the original uh, British Airways call sign for some of their flights. So um, British Airways is um, 100 years old this year, so it's their centenary. So Speedbird was the call sign. So Speedbird 100, Speedbird for the centenary. And in the list of horrible things James has to do for a living, um, I think I saw on Instagram you in a, a flight simulator. That must have been a miserable afternoon. Um, I stalled and crashed a 747 within 10 seconds of taking off, so I'm very happy I'm uh, not a pilot. And uh, speaking of uh, airlines, um, yeah, you did have another little announcement this weekend. The airline is is back, so uh, we flew 265 equity punks to Columbus, we had an amazing time, we got to showcase the facility they've built there, the museum, the experience, the hotel, the bars, the area they're doing scene. Um, it was so beloved by everyone who went, so we're doing it again, and this time we're also taking equity punks from the US over to Scotland for a few days. So it's going to be kicking off at the end of October, and tickets go for sale in about four weeks time, but we've had so many people registering so far, so hopefully we'll sell out both flights again. If you if you think that the British people flying over to America can get a little bit fanboyish about things, wait till we get a flight load of Americans over. They can put us to shame. Uh, let's mention the next one, James. Uh, this is Doghouse. You're looking for a place down in London because the Allen one hasn't quite gone according to plan at the moment. Yeah, Ellen one not so much, but the Columbus one has been amazing for us. So we're close to double the occupancy rates that we budgeted. Um, Saturday nights are fully booked into June now. The response and the buzz in the Columbus area and in Ohio and the US has been amazing. Uh, all the online reviews have been fantastic. So it's just it's kind of crazy, immersive, experiential beer thing that we can kind of throw people into and, and for them to have an amazing time, but come out being even more passionate about beer and, and what we do as a company. So we want to kind of use that going forward. Forward. So we're trying to do something in Ellen, utility, planning, licensing, council issues, TBC in that one. But we'd also love to do something in London. It's where we've got most of our business. It's where we've got most of our equity punks. So we'd love to do a dog house in London and we're looking for locations at the moment. So do let 
let James know if you've got an out of place in mind. Spare bedroom or something up beside. <laughs> Last one, really, I mean, there's been so much this weekend. We could really, honestly, well, we will do an entire podcast episode about this. So, uh, yeah, listen out for that in the next couple of weeks. But uh, Brewdog Distilling, so there's no more Lone Wolf. Well, Lone Wolf's still around. It's just now the name of uh, the gin, uh, Brewdog Distilling. So what, what's the thoughts behind that? Well, we kind of me- messed up when we launched Lone Wolf. It was it was a good name, but I mean, it's 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 Brew Dog. It's us. We were behind it. Everyone knew we, we were behind it. It's like, well, why is Brew Dog not in the packaging? So I think we almost tried to be a bit too clever for our own good and setting up as Lone Wolf. So we kind of just kind of took a sound check. The liquid is absolutely amazing. The things that Steve and his team make are, are fantastic in terms of their quality. So we just thought we'd make it much easier for customers to understand, set it up as the Brew Dog Distilling Company, put our full weight behind it, and at the same time introduce some amazing new products like Zealot's Heart Gin, like our Rogue Wave Vodka. Lone Wolf is now a gin as well, but we've also got our rum and an amazing whiskey coming soon. So more impact, more energy, easier for our community, for our bar staff, for amazing people to engage with, easier to understand what it is and some fantastic liquids and some amazing pieces of packaging as well. And last one on my list, um, Apart from saying thank you very much for taking Emma off our hands, I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, is um, this is the last AGM at the Exhibition Centre. So I think, is this four or five years you've been at the Exhibition Centre? Uh, this is now six years we've been at the Exhibition Centre. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be sad to not not be here anymore. But at the same time, the new one's got a bit more capacity. It's still going to be in Aberdeen uh, next year, um, in a slightly bigger space. But we've loved having our AGM here. I think we've had some amazing highs and lows from um, 2015 hashtag Q Dog when people had to queue like an hour to get a beer to some phenomenal phenomenal days. And I think yesterday and today have been some of the best AGM days we've had, from the quality of the guest beers to amazing music to a fantastic vibe to some amazing engaging and educational and informative tastings hosted by fantastic people who who we love so this is the last one here but I think we've done it justice and we've definitely seen it off in style and we've still got a few more hours to enjoy some fantastic beers and have an amazing time but yeah now I can say from my point of view this has been by far and away my favorite AGM mainly because I got in this time (laughs) (laughs) apologies again I thought we were not going to speak about that anywhere James, uh, thank you so much. I know we're a bit limited on time, but there's a man been lurking in the corner of the room, and I would very much... It sounds a bit dodgy, that. (laughs) There's a man lurking in the corner of the room that I would very much like to get to know. Uh, uh, James, uh, please, if you wouldn't mind, uh, would you introduce Andy? Yes, I mean, as we kind of evolve our business, evolve our structure. Um, we're delighted to announce that Andy has joined our team as CEO of our beer business. So we've got David McDowell who kind of heads up <coughs> retail business. So kind of Andy's the, the beer business equivalent. So joined us with some amazing experience, was MD of, of Red Bull in the UK. So he's about two months in. So we're delighted to have Andy at the team and hopefully you can uh, interview him in a future episode of the, the news podcast. Excellent. Andy, uh, very, very nice to meet you. Sir. Nice to meet you too. And um, I'll try not to lurk around the rooms <laughs> anymore. It's an auspicious start to my career here. Have you um, have you ever been to an AGM that's like this at all? No, definitely, definitely not. No, it's been fantastic. And, and to be two months in and to be able to experience AGMs really helped me get to know, you know the Brewdog fans, the equity punks. And yeah, it's been an amazing experience. 
I know as uh, BrewDog continues to evolve 10 years on now, uh, much, much bigger business and all that. I think it's uh, I think it's fantastic that the big change is coming at the top and I'm, I'm quite sure that your experience is going to be amazing here. Um, yes, and if it's okay with you, I would love to catch up with you on an episode properly once you've really settled in and we've got a lot of plans laid down. So would that be all right with yourself? I'd love to. That'd be fantastic. So James, what what kind of things have you got in mind for Andy to be doing for you? <laughs> so so much. So Andy um, is focusing kind of all of our commercial activities first and foremost. So all of the all of the beers and all of the markets, all of the things that we're launching with key customers, key distributors in the UK, all of the market campaigns to support that. But then the same thing in all of our markets globally, from France to Russia, from Japan to to, to Italy, and from Australia to. China to, to Canada as, as well. So Andy's key to what we're looking to kind of build over the next few years and we're delighted to have him as part of so the I'm team. I'm going to say goodbye to my wife now and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, rack up the air miles. Well, Andy, James, thank you both very much for your time. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. It's always amazing to be in my second favourite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And thanks again so much to James, Andy, and to Bethany for helping that interview to happen. Um, that's it for this podcast. Our next episode is the BrewDog Airline Special with Emma DeSena. And we'll all be back for our next regular episode in around four weeks' time. A final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash BrewDog News for all the details and the cool video that Kev from Border Digital helped us put together. That's it for this one. Send us a voicemail, local rate number 01224 518 501. You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, of course, facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast. Twitter at brewdognews and Instagram is brewdognewspodcast. Show notes, past episodes, always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There's links on the website. Have a great week, everybody. We'll catch you soon, and hopefully I'll have shifted this hangover by then. Bye!